ask of me. That's William McDowell and Jonathan Stockstill. I'm yours. I'm Victory 91.5. That's actually from an album called Sounds of Revival. They have been in revival for years now down in Florida, William McDowell's church. He's a pastor, too. So, nice. Uh, yeah, amazing guy. Nice. So you can definitely check that out on the More Music app. Just search Sounds of Revival. But we call ourselves ourselves the sound <laughs> of revival here at Victory. And I love that we even have it on the wall over there because we want you know, 219 nations and territories that we're reaching right now to experience revival, to yeah. experience why we celebrate Easter and Jesus' resurrection. It really is revival. We get to be revived. And today we're going to talk all about Passover. That's yes. why we have our general manager, my dad, over there. And for a lot of people, you know, maybe we've heard of Passover, but we don't really understand how we can engage with this day or, yeah. you know, what it means for us. So we're definitely going to talk about how we can not only learn about this together, but experience this this weekend. Yeah, especially. It begins officially tomorrow night, but uh, we, uh, this tonight is actually a significant one for Christians because this would have been the, the night before Passover, which meant this was when they would have had the Last Supper, their Passover, and so we, a lot of times we relate to that, and uh, then tomorrow night or tomorrow in the afternoon would have been when, uh, let's see, tomorrow night they would have had the official, and so they would have had, he would have, uh, been crucified. So mm. it's a whole lot going on for this weekend. And of course, it gets you ready for those of you who still look at Easter as that date. That's by the sun. So but same concept. So either way, as uh, if whichever week you look at this have been Palm Sunday week or next week is that we're all focused on the exact same thing. And that's Jesus Christ. So Here's the question. What is Passover and why celebrate it, especially for us who are Christians who are not Jewish by birth? Well, the plagues and death in Egypt were just a shadow or a glimpse or a picture of what the real Passover would be about 1,500 years later. So even though you think, uh, why am I doing Passover? Well, it's actually the core event in your life. If you're a Christian, you can't be a Christian without it. In fact, in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives, just above the temple area on the way to Bethany, where Jesus would travel back and forth when he was in the area, is where Jesus defined Passover in a most beautiful way and me personally, I will never forget that spot because our first trip to Israel, uh, that was uh, back in 2015. That's where, Corey, you rode the camel. And, yeah. you know, there's just a, there's a memory you don't forget when anybody's riding the camel. So at this particular event 2,000 years ago, nobody, well, I don't actually know who was riding camels then, but Jesus is looking down at Jerusalem and he refers to a verse from Isaiah 31 like birds hovering overhead. The Lord Almighty will shield Jerusalem, he will shield it and deliver it. He'll pass over it and will rescue it. Mm. All right, so Passover is uh, Pasach is as pretty close as we get in the English language, but it literally means to protect or shield with wings like a mother bird protects her young, or it means to spare someone to give them immunity from calamity. So it's a big word. Matthew 23 says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. So it doesn't even think you, just on the surface, you'd relate to that, but that's all, all about Passover. To paraphrase him, how often I've longed to be your Passover, to hold you close, to be your champion. Passover is an encounter with Jesus. He longs to pull us in close to his heart, and oh, that we might 
grass, but he is our champion, and that's who he wants to be because that is who he is. Jesus longs to eat this meal with you. Luke 22 says this, when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired, which means longed, to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Now, there are only two times in all of scripture that Jesus longed for anything. He wants to be your Passover, to hold you close. He wants to eat it with you and, and hear you testify about him. So you can continue to neglect it here on earth, but he just told you he'll be eating it with you in heaven. On Passover, he'll be waiting at your table tomorrow. Your response is up to you. There's three celebrations in one. Passover is when you taste and see that he is good. What, what more of a reason do you need? Every food points to him and the cross. The Feast of First Fruits is the resurrection day of Jesus and all the saints in Hades. It's your birthday. If you're a Christian, that's the official day that anybody could have ever got saved. The Feast of Unleavened Bread is seven days of eating no yeast. It's a little hard in our world, but it's a good challenge. It represents a holy walk. Our sin is removed on the cross, but we, we must live the Christian life. And here's what it says in Corinthians. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but the un with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Most people think about the annual meal each spring when we think Passover, which is tomorrow night of Passover Seder, includes a lot of teaching with a very interactive meal attached. Everything on the table that you see, taste, touch, it's all Jesus from first to last. Of course, it's history. It's past, present, future. It's what God has been doing since the beginning of time. And for me, anything that changes time, <laughs> it was kind of important, right? 5,781 years ago, the creation of Adam and Eve occurred in the fall of the year. The month would come to be called Tishrei, the sixth day of the month called Rosh Hashanah. The word Tishrei means to begin, and you will forgive. What an amazing combination. Both speak of the Garden of Eden. It was the beginning of everything. Well, about 3,500 years ago, when the Passover in Egypt with Moses occurred, in what would come to be called the month of Nisan, it literally changed time and the calendar. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Well, that's a big change. Suddenly you have a new beginning. Well, you don't have a... The other one is not the beginning. You just have this one as another beginning. So you really have like two six-month years two separate things. It seems so strange. And for 2,500 years since creation, the new year had begun on the date that God had made man in the fall. But suddenly, as Israel was being set free from bondage in Egypt in the spring, God established Passover on the 14th day of this new month, the month that would become a second beginning to each year. It really wouldn't make a lot of sense for 1,500 years. Now we've got to go backwards here, 2,000 years ago for us. The death and resurrection of Jesus as the Passover sacrifice on Passover evening literally changed in the calendar to every Christian. When you think about it, it makes perfect sense, right? Because we have two birthdays, one when we're born physically and one when we're born again at the cross. So this date is a huge day for Christians, for Jews, for everyone. In Genesis 1, when God created time, it was night and then day. So a Jewish calendar date begins the night before. So, for instance, today is Friday, March 26th. It's the 13th day of the month of Nisan, which is the first month of the Jewish year. 
And nightfall tonight, the 14th day, begins and continues all day Saturday until it ends at nightfall. Then Saturday night, when the 15th day begins, does that make sense? You go through through Sunday night and it ends. In Egypt, God commanded that the Paschal lamb or the Passover lambs were to be slain and cooked on the afternoon of the 14th of Nisan. The Passover Seder meal was to be held that night as the calendar flipped to the 15th, which began the seven-day feast of unleavened bread. That all happens this weekend, tomorrow night, officially. We've got a long distance to go. This year for me, I've talked a lot back at Purim when I taught, is the year, of, last year was kind of the year of Job. This year is the year of the bride. And the bride of Christ, specifically, it's the year focused on, on who you are in Christ. So we'll be talking a lot about that coming up.